Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Metroid, uh, a part two. Welcome to part two of Super Metroid. If you've not listened to part one, please go back and do so. In part one, we discuss the uh, gameplay, all the power-ups, the upgrades to your beam, and all that kind of fun stuff. All kinds of stuff. Even the manual. Yeah. Yeah. Now, today we'll start part two with our general chat segment. The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. Yeah, that, that guy wants to chat. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm going to start by saying um, this game is so much better than that voice intro. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no other thing to say than, man, does this game really hold up? I've always held it in very high regard, but hadn't actually played through it in quite some time. So, And the whole time, I was just like, man, it was just washing over me how I forgot how awesome it was and like how fun it was to play. Yeah, you know... I play a lot of indie games on the PC and whatnot, and you know a lot of those are what we would call Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. Through the in the past few years, you know, from Cave Story to many others, I've played a lot of these open worldish, you know, two D side scrolling adventures. Yeah, it's a popular, very popular genre for a reason. And you know, you'd think that with so many of those games under my belt in the past few years, this would seem like old hat, but it doesn't. It's it's very fresh even though it was the beginning in many ways oh it's it's a masterpiece uh, it really uh to me one of the keys is that it's like you know you have the the exploring element you're going around and you know finding power-ups etc and just trying to figure out where to go and stuff and you're constantly it's like backtracking the game you're constantly passing stuff and yeah you're like oh no i'll be back later when i get some item and stuff but the the key that makes it really awesome to me is that it's fun to just play like when you're moving around you're 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 it's an action game. You're shooting. Like, I would be happy just playing that if this was just an action game. But Yeah, linear, just move along and never return kind of game. Yeah, but it, it's like the cross of two two beautiful uh, creatures that created the, the awesomest one of all. Yeah, well, for me, I think I love pretty much every aspect of this game. Literally, from the top to bottom, the sound, the effects, the graphics, the backgrounds. The only thing I really have much of a problem with is how thick Samus's sprite is. Oh, really? yeah. I mean, it is it is a little beefier than the original Metroid one. But, but, you know, that is like the most minor of gripes. <laughs> like, that's the one thing I can find where I was like, what do I dislike about this? Right. I mean, it's got everything that, that you I mean, want are, in this type of game. There really. are some parts that are very hard and the controls become a little difficult. But I feel like that's that's partially by design. And a little bit of, you know, my lack of use like i didn't use the wall jump very much right so unless you have to i did yeah. not get very good at it i yeah and i mean it's nothing it may take you a little while to pick it up but you can usually get by these without too much trouble it's not like unfair now one thing i think we talked about earlier was that i don't really remember using any of the super move stuff as a kid except for the ones that you expressly were shown how to do and were forced to use in the game same here yeah that was a that's a whole new thing that i kind of i didn't really use it much of this time you know, to my regret. Uh, I did show my son a lot of those tricks, so I'm, I'm really curious to see how they help him out on the final parts of the game. 
if yeah. they do at all. Or, I mean, I could see in certain boss fights, I bet some of those power-up, you know, attacks would be awesome. But I, 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 won't, I don't know firsthand. One thing I love about it is that this is a, it's a tight, efficient, I mean, it's not epic, but it's a story with no dialogue. That's true. Like, I like the way, you know, even before the game starts, at the title screen, you see... Well, Nick, there is a little dialogue. I mean... The last Metroid. <laughs> you know, that guy. And what and what dialogue it is. Uh, I mean, you do get the little text at the beginning as well, but, you know, throughout the thing, it's like, you know, yeah. you... After the opening intro, there is no more. You meet the Metroid, blah, 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 things happen, but, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's just a fun little tight, like, silent movie. Yeah, I mean, even the parts where you're shown how to do certain moves, that's done with animals that don't talk, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot mm -hmm. of little touches in here that move the story along without hitting you over the head with anything. Yeah, and I mean, the game doesn't tell you where to go. I mean, it the level, oh, it definitely doesn't tell you where to go. The level design hits you in the right place a lot of times more so than I realized before, mm -hmm. but uh, it's still, it's it's really, it's beautiful. Well, since you're going to mention level design... I think this is the perfect mm. place to start talking about this game level by level. Now, Metroid is not your standard level one, two, three, four, five game. No, no. In fact, you know, the entire term Metroidvania, popularized by Jeremy Parrish, is about an open world that you re explore. So I think what we'll do is kind of go through one of our gameplays, and that was going to be yours, and we'll discuss the areas we're in as we go through the story of the game. Sure, yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about every hallway, every vertical shaft, every door you got to take care of, because that's what makes this game so fun, is it's the exploring of it. Well, and especially with missiles, there are so many, there's more than you need, which is um, cool. I like games where it's like, you don't end the game where you're like, I got it all. Like, you know, you can, uh, there, there's room for you to experiment and explore. Exactly. So us doing that would be a waste of your time and ours. But, you know, I think we should give a moment to talk about that amazing opening. Yeah, uh, in the space colony. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you get a nice little uh, montage of the first two Metroid games. Yeah. Um, there is the first game for the Nintendo, and it briefly goes through that story. And then I like the fact that when they show you the sub-story in Metroid 2, mm -hmm. it's in black and white. Yeah, because it was on the Game Boy. Because it was on the Game Boy. It's a nice little thing. And the stories of those are that in the first one, you are a bounty hunter that is called down to this planet to wipe out all of the Metroids. Yep. Uh, in the sequel, there are uh, Metroids that I think were escaped or on some other planet, and you go there and you fight them all. But at the very end, spoiler alert, there is one Metroid baby that hatches, and you do not kill it. It becomes your friend. Yeah. It, uh, it's a baby that flies around you. And in you know standard uh, Metroid slash video game fashion, you have to escape the level. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, it almost always ends with an yeah, escape. Yeah. And uh, it runs along with you and escapes with you. And then that's where this game picks up. Yeah. And it's like uh, you have just delivered it to this space colony yeah which is a little disappointing i thought it was going to be your buddy you totally sold yeah, it out yeah and well they're doing research on it peacefully and but oh, yeah i'm sure like right away it's like you get a distress call and, and go back yeah they're like hey something's wrong that oh, is guess what yeah <laughs> that there's some some badness going on uh what is it it's actually ridley 
Yeah, um, you just head down through the space colony level. It's pretty small, and um, you will come to a room to see Ridley, like, reveals himself out of invisibility or the background shadows or, or whatever. And it's here for that Metroid baby. Yeah, it has the capsule in its hand. And then you have a little little fight. Yeah, he's uh, he's not too bad. He just, you know, shoots fire beams. He flies around. He can charge you. Can you die here? Tail whip you. I don't know. I did not. I didn't either. It's... I thought about trying, but then I was like, I, I don't really want to <laughs> play this again. Yeah, well, it's... It's not too, it's not difficult at all. No, because another um, thing we may not have mentioned when we were talking about the controls of this game is that you now have shoulder buttons, and they are of use. The oh, left shoulder yeah. button aims down towards the ground, and the mm-hmm. right shoulder button aims you upwards at a 45-degree angle to the ceiling. And for a boss like that, this, that upward shooting is a godsend. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can because you can still aim upward diagonally by hitting the directions but then you'll be moving so this is a great way to like tank up and just blast blast around now there's another option in the control scheme to set moonwalking on yeah i didn't mess with it but i mean maybe if you're more skilled than you can you know where you it's like you can turn you, you can walk backwards while shooting essentially yeah I I mean i'm not good enough to demand that i'm not trying that, <laughs> that level not, of gameplay i did not try it out myself either now you defeat ridley but not in a way that destroys him. It just gets him out of there. No, yeah, you beat it, him up enough and he flees away. With that baby Metroid. Yes. What a jerk. Now you got to leave the station because, uh-oh, it's self-destructing. Yeah, he set it off, I guess. And you have a minute. you um, got to get out. you got to rush out. Um, it's pretty much the same. The screen tilts a bit. Now, see, it steam. is kind of cool because, you know, there's some steam and it is rushing you along. And you can die here. Yeah. I did try that. Okay. And you did. I'm, I mean, I would imagine you can, but it's really not that tough. No. Um, but one of the cool parts is when you're escaping, that vertical shaft you came down, you have to go up it now, and it's starting to like lean to the side. Yeah. It listing. It's like, that's just a one little touch I thought that was really cool. really made me feel like this place was in danger and falling apart. Yeah, it's a sweet Mode 7 kind of sequence, you know, with the level mm-hmm. rotating. So you fly out of the planet or the base... As it explodes, it looks really cool. Yep. Your little ship flying out of there. I don't remember why, but now you're on... I guess you're tracking down Ridley. Yeah. So you go back to the planet Zebes. Zebes, Zebes, Zebes. I've, I've heard them all online. Well, like, actually, except for Zebes, I think I'm the only person who says that. So I'll try not to, but no promises. I kind of like it. Eh, whatever. <laughs> but you are there. And you land, and you pop out of your ship, and you look like a badass. For sure. And you are now in the, you know, Zebes. It is uh, divided into six areas, and you're in the very first one you'll encounter, which is Criteria. Yeah. Now, you're not going to be there for long. Don't worry. No, this is the smallest one, pretty much. Um, But it's more of like you're on the surface. Uh, Right now, it's raining. It's a pretty cool gray. Like Yeah, the sound is awesome, and it looks really, really cool. Very ambient sound. Uh, You've got some caves around there. The downside is you've apparently lost all the powers that you have gained in Metroid 1 and 2. Yeah, um, apparently Ridley stole them, or (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, you no longer can turn into a ball. You don't have any of the standard Metroid-y things, so... Of course, your first move is to go exploring. You've got to find these things. But you're not going to find much up here in Criteria. Now, one thing I do want to note is that many of the names of these areas um, were really cool at the time. But as time has gone on and um, more and more businesses and places have had to make up names based on nothing, (laughs) a lot of them now sound like, you know, 
weird internet companies. <laughs> what, or like pharmaceuticals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get to them, but I always think of the Criterion Collection when I see Criteria now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, really, Criteria is all about just escaping the zone. Yeah, you'll uh, you know you'll come to some dead end kind of areas pretty quick where you'll you know you'll fall down and explore some caves. Um, if but, you if you were to head to the right straight away, you'll find it blocked by a green door. So nothing you can do with those green doors. So you have to basically get on an elevator and leave Criteria. Well, yeah, you head down um, a big shaft where you'll see some uh, you know some familiar enemies uh, from the previous one. I think there's a few screes, the guys. That hang on the ceiling and fly down at you, little green fellows, gamers, or yeah, those, the green bats, the ones that crawl along the ground are kind of spiky. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, those guys are back for round two. But anyways, so you head on down to Brinstar via space elevator. Yes, and welcome back. Yeah, this is a great little. This is just exactly the same, pretty much as the uh, the beginning area in Metroid One. So you should obviously go to the right. Well, yeah, her right, <laughs> stage right. Your left, if you're looking at the screen, and that's where you're gonna find that morph ball. Yeah, this is a you know same place it was back when it was still called a Maru Marai. And don't be um, alarmed by that weird scanny thing; it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, but it, this is a cool touch. You're like, whoa, that eyeball that sticks out of the the wall there. Yeah, the the place definitely looks a little more uh, intense now than it did in in you know the NES days. Yeah, and I mean you need the ball to progress any farther down here, uh, just as you did before. And you can roll through. There's an E-tank in the ceiling here that I remembered from Metroid 1. I checked it right away. You can't get it yet. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you get that one? Because it really drove me nuts, and I don't think I ever got it. If you come back, you just need the high jump. You can jump high enough to just jump up and get it once you get the those the high jump boots. Like, you don't even need the space jump. Oh. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised, too. I went back, though. Like. Fair enough. I now, swear. there are also missiles to get right away, and mm -hmm. you need those because you need them to open those uh pink slash red doors yes sir and that's about it for this area yeah um then it's just like it's a small little chunk of uh of brinstar that's kind of disconnected from the rest of it yeah you can't really get to any other part of it you know your current uh loadout will not allow you to go anywhere else right so right. back up the elevator you go yes but since you now have the ball you can uh, access some new areas and also when you go up another interesting thing is that some of the areas that were not populated with monsters now are Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a cool little touch where you're like, I thought I was safe in this area. Yeah, well, you're I, not. I feel like it's like you set off that alarm when it was Yeah, mean, and like... now those Mantis dudes are there. Yeah, the um, yeah, which are space pirates. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's what the... They're the space pirates I've been after? Yeah, I, and they shoot weird little... I always think of them as french fries, like wavy fries, but... Yeah, know, that's they kind have of little... disappointing, because I think of them as like Mantis creatures, not as like you know, thoughtful scallywags I, of pretty, space. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they are. I, I, I didn't even wrong, see but... a single space pirate hat on one of them. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I just I don't know what a space eye patch looks like. Maybe, yeah. yeah I don't know, man. Yeah, Regardless. Maybe, maybe they have peg legs that we don't know about. You get up there, and those dudes are crawling all over the place. And you need to just kind of explore the uh, criteria area. And then, uh, with a little exploration, you will find... Your first uh, upgrade, and that is the bomb. Yeah, um, you will have to battle, though. Uh, your well, first you get the bomb boss. first. Yeah, yeah. but And so you're like, awesome, I got it. But that's when that's like your another little... This game is full of little things where they're like, oh, you think you got it? Yeah, a little tweaks, what? expectations. That Chozo statue, like you saw in every other place in Metroid 1, mm -hmm. now comes to life. 
it animates and kind of stands up which and it's uh, got some cool animations i really like the way it moves and it's like its eyes light up on the side of its head or whatever yeah which baffled me because up until then i had always thought of that as its ears I thought of it as like not having eyes, like a like a xenomorph or something, and like a like a beaky xenomorph. But Weird. then I was like, oh no, they're like bird people. Yeah, it, I mean, it changed the proportion of the head for me. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, that that thing looks great. Now yes, yeah. fighting it, not too hard. No, no, just... you just have to spam it. I mean, you can hit it anywhere, right? It's not even like a face hit. Is I'm that... pretty sure it's not. I just beat it the first time. I you know, it's not yeah. a very demanding mini boss. Um, and then it explodes really coolly though. So I liked that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always a fan of that really good uh, enemy explosion. Yeah, man, make it worth your while. You know, but then once you have that ball, you know, this is going to be a common trope in this game and, well, every Metroidvania game you play from now on. <laughs> you've got a new power. Time to go back to where you were and yeah. see how you can use it. Well, there's eventually you'll realize that there's a wall that you can destroy with the bombs. Yes, and that is down in, takes you down, no, is that in Brinstar? Um, it'll take you to the entrance to it because there's also that... Um, takes you to the second entrance of Brinstar. Yeah, there's a big... And it's by that big hallway that you go down to see the statue, the golden statue of all four bosses. Mm -hmm. You can see that, um, but you can't really do anything there now, obviously. But, but man, maybe you should take note of where this is. Yeah. I think it might change a little bit after each boss is defeated. Possibly. But anyways, you just head left back and that'll take you to the entrance to Brinstar and... Have here there's an e-tank on the way, so keep your eyes peeled. Now, Brinstar is awesome. It's got a really cool elevator you take down. Yeah, it looks, uh, looks cool. Yeah, you get a planty, jungly feel in this uh, section of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Brinstar is like the jungle vine world of yeah. Zebes. And it's, uh, it's, its music is uh, appropriate and uh, some of my favorite in the game. Yeah, and if you had missed the pipes that shoot out little enemies... They're back. This yeah. is, they finally have returned here. Which, uh, this is a good spot. Those are, you know, best spots for spamming for, you know, getting health back or oh, yeah, missiles that is if you need to. Definitely where you refill. Now, a uh, little trick from Metroid 1 still works in this one. And that is if you're sick of fighting those guys, if you kill one and you leave its power up, like the health or whatever it leaves behind, yeah, no, no, no more will spawn until you take that health. Yeah. And the same thing um, happens if you freeze them. Right, so if you don't want to mess with them, just ignore them, really. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, usually I'm hurting for a little bit of health, and I'm a real sucker for getting sucked into the cycle of, like, okay, I got to get full up on these places, and then, like, take a couple hits, and I try to fill up again. Yeah. I can spend way more time there than I ever meant to, that's for sure. It can definitely be a, a time sink. Um, we do see some uh, more familiar enemies, like these Rios, which look like those little, they look like flies with, Two big, like, legs. Yeah, and the first one, I always thought they were, like, owl creatures. Okay. But now that you see the graphical upgrade, I, they don't look like owls anymore. Right. And but they then, have the same <laughs> attack pattern. Yeah, and uh, fitting the planty theme, you have those, they're cac, uh, cac attacks, the, which are those little cactus Excuse things. Excuse me? Uh, cac attack. Gotcha. Cac attack is back, Jack. Um, they shoot out spikes um, like a cactus. Well, I mean, yeah. not that cacti shoot them, but... Actually, they do. They, well, okay, well... When These you, the reason a cactus's spines go into you is that they are released from the plant from pressure. Uh, it's like a whole system. The way like the jellyfish thing is. Oh, okay. it's like tight tightened up in it. Huh. Well, it, fun it, facts you learn 
when you live in the desert. Yeah, well, unlike real cacti, these are notable because they almost always drop super missiles. They're a really good one to kill oh, to get super missiles. Nice. So that's, I, that's a good tip. Yeah, pro tip. Um, but anyways, you, you you have a lot of stuff to explore here. Lots of red doors right off the bat. Yeah. So, and you know, here's the thing. Don't be stingy with your missiles in this game. No, you'll be able to respawn them very quickly. Enemies drop missiles left and right. So go, go crazy. Yeah, and most of the... Uh, I think there's at least one in every level where you can fill up your missiles, like the right. recharge spots. And, you know, there's a lot of enemies in this game that like, if you take more than three normal bullets from me, I'm using a missile on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, why not? I'm going to refill them in the next screen. If you don't drop them, yeah, right away. Exactly. Regardless, I mean, you're pretty much limited, though, in that um, you can only go so far without super missiles. Right. It's a it's a funnel, this area. And so eventually you will wander your way around till you find your, your next mini-boss, which is the Spore Spawn. Yes, Weird Spore Eye Plant. That's yeah. what I call it. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's a big, it's like on a... a it's very hard stem. to describe. Yeah, it looks like a ball and chain. So you have your classic <laughs> Super Nintendo... Uh, made of balls, neck, or arm. Yeah. And then at the end of it is what looks like a Venus flytrap, but if the top and bottom were hinged, like, on a floating hinge. Yeah, they're... It's, like it's a snake's weird. mouth, almost. <laughs> with yeah. a with an eyeballish thing in the middle that shoots out spores. Yeah, and it, it mostly just moves around and drops these spores that you can attack. It's pretty and... random, I felt like. I didn't think it was, like, just going for me the whole time. Right, yeah, I didn't notice, uh, you know, it's swinging around. If you are crouching at the very bottom or in ball form um i don't think it can hurt you except i mean the spores can but you can kill them for you yeah, know you can power. dodge it while in ball form i think almost all the time now it does not take damage unless its mouth is open and you're hitting it in that what i call the eyeball yeah yeah and if you're able to you know you can get two to three missiles usually per mm -hmm. opening if you're in the right place um and you just keep doing that uh he gets darker reddish as he keeps getting wounded and eventually will be destroyed Yes, not too rough at all. No, and you are rewarded with your first super missile. Exactly, and now you can uh, open those green doors. Yeah, and just, you know, there's a little escape path that you leave and come, you'll loop back around to where you were before. Um, and this is where, this is when I encountered the first area where I was stuck because I couldn't remember something. Okay. Which was the, there's a spot where... You have to run across the collapsing blocks in Brinstar, and I didn't know that you could just run by pressing a button. Now, this so. <laughs> is the same point I think I talked about in last episode yeah. where my son got stuck. This is where, yeah, and I spent a lot of time doing dumb stuff, and, you know, I thought I broke the game because you can't get out without, you know what I mean? It's a one-way. Right, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> but the manual saved me. Yeah, remember, folks, you have a dedicated run button. It's very, very rarely used, but there are a few times yeah. where you have to. Yeah, yeah. And But anyways, uh, you can uh, just head on out. You explore a big chunk of Brinstar. You can get to the part where it's like the red, rocky part. You get some different music. You might have. You should have the map by now as well, I think. Yeah, and that's another thing I don't think we mentioned. Not only does there is there a map that fills in as you go, you can find these stations that will fill in the whole map for the area you're in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a, fully complete. Okay, you're right. It's missing all of these secret areas. Yeah. But it, it's enough to let you know how to get around it and to get to the next area. Well, and it'll have the boss's location marked, so you can see. And once you get that, you can kind of see, um, if you're starting to head that direction, um, you'll actually pass through Meridia in the glass tube. Uh-huh. You'll even pass by the elevator to Norfair, and you'll get to, you know, the beginning of kind of what, like, Crade's lair, so to speak. 
and pretty quickly you'll realize you can't get in there because you cannot jump high enough. Um, yeah, very frustrating. I don't know. Maybe you can skip this if you're smart enough to use uh, wall jumping or something, but pretty much you just head to Norfair next. Right. Because you won't, you know, it, it, you'll be going in and out of different levels as the game progresses. So Norfair does um, pose some unique challenges. Yes, because um, you're limited in your ability to uh, certain rooms have like they do heat damage to you essentially right and it's really not worth it to try to like sneak through them no, to get something no. and you know so there, there's just a small chunk we can explore and really the main reason you're doing it is to get the high jump yeah and then once you do just get out of there yeah yeah i, I mean I don't, I don't can you get the ice beam yet i don't think i think you need or maybe you, you need to have the next suit upgrade Okay. Because I think you go through a, a, heat room. a heat room to get to it. I know it's... Uh, either way, the main thing is you just want the high jump because using it, you can just head back to Brinstar, mm -hmm. turn right straight away, and then go into Craid's lair. Craid? Man, he's so smaller. So much smaller this time. <laughs> it's And it's a much easier boss fight than you would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, just kidding. No. <laughs> that is not Craid. That's... What is that? Is that like a mini... Like a spawn? It's child? Did I you just murder Craig's child? Maybe um, we, you know, we're murderers. I'm not sure. Um, it's uh, I do like this area because it's very, you know, it's like the old school Bren Star with the blue, mm -hmm. dark blue, um, you know, backgrounds and stuff. And this little mini crate is is cute, even though not hard. Yeah, yeah. You fight them, and I mean, there's also there's a missile and an energy recharge in here, as well as an E tank. So you should be ready to go and fight past the mini mini crates to the big guy. Yeah, himself. And wow, this is like a great spectacle this early on in the game. Sure, yeah. You start off and, you know, you, you see his head. He takes up pretty much the whole screen. You can see his, his little arms. Well, in the very beginning, it's just the head. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to fight this head. Yeah. And that would be, you know, normal for a lot of games at the time. Right. I mean, you shoot him. If you shoot him in the eyes, he'll open his mouth and start vomiting things at you. But that's when you can shoot him in the mouth with missiles or super missiles. Right. And then it grows. He, he rises from the floor. To a gargantuan size. Yeah, he's two or three screens high. Yeah, yeah, you cannot see all of this guy at once by any stretch of the imagination. You have to <laughs> use platforms just to get up to where his head is to now shoot him in the face mouth. He, he does have these, he shoots these spiky platforms out of his stomach, kind of, that mm -hmm. you, you can get on those as well. It's pretty much the same strategy, shooting him in the face to get him to open his mouth, now, shooting him in the mouth with your missiles to do damage. Yeah, because for his awesome and cool looking as this huge massive beast is right the fight is really pretty lame because you can only fight him from those platforms so yeah. there's not a lot coming at you you just no, have to dodge a little bit you're and just jumping around shooting unload timing. all those missiles when he opens his mouth yeah um he's he's not that difficult it can be can take a little while but you know i've seen speedrunners who can beat him before he even gets tall wow like, I you can blast him in the mouth with enough super missiles to just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it, so. But, you know, I also did not have much much trouble with this guy. No, no. And once you've defeated him. Well, then you get the awesome various suit. Yes, and that's what you need to go back down to Norfair. Yes, and uh, Norfair is, um, you know, a pretty cool looking place, you know. Um, I would recommend. Like purples and reds. Yeah, I would recommend getting that ice beam right away if you can. Yeah, now you want to guess. Directly, you go down the elevator to Norfair. It's right down your first passage to the left. Yeah, it's that you, green door. You can you get go in there. there you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And you get that ice beam, and now you're set. Oh, for sure. And uh, 
You can also find a lot of other stuff here um, in Norfair. You can get the speed booster and the wave beam. Right, and you and you, a reserve tank all before you will encounter your next mini boss. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't know about that reserve tank. I don't there's, think I there got is, one here. There's one in each of the worlds. Okay. Like, there's like, yeah, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but afterwards, when I was kind of looking through, I was like, oh, there's just one in you know, which is cool. But another cool, uh, you know, pretty theatrical mini boss you will fight the Crocomire. Oh, the red alien thing. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, big red kind of crocodile tyrannosaurus looking creature. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, but Crocomire is too goofy of a name for this thing. Because <laughs> it is kind of frightening looking. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's the stuff nightmares are made out of, really. And it's in a cool... It's in a long tunnel. Uh, to the far left are spikes, mm -hmm. and it's slowly walking towards you. And the first time you fight this guy, you'll probably die. If you don't know what's up. That's what happened to my son this afternoon. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. Oh, yeah? Couldn't figure out how to hurt him or... He could, but he just wasted a lot of uh, missiles early on, and just I don't know. I can't remember what the deal was. I was I was sorting some stuff, and I guess you wasn't paying the most attention. But I do. I looked up. I was like, oh, "Why'd you die?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I, I hit him a whole bunch." Yeah, it's just a. But it's a patience game because each time you shoot him in the mouth, he will retreat a step or two. Now, if you shoot him in the mouth with a missile, he moves back a lot further. Or a super, super missile, even more so. Oh, yeah. I didn't even bother with my normal shots, which, I the mean... The only way you can move them back with a normal shot is a fully charged shot. Yes. Uh, yeah, your normal bullets aren't doing nothing. But I had plenty of missiles and super missiles to make him... Eventually, you'll retreat him back to this kind of rock bridge that will collapse. It's very uh, Mario 1. Yeah, yeah. And he'll, yeah, he'll break through. Fall into some lava. Yeah, but unlike Mario 1, he lurches up and down as his flesh is disintegrated off his body in a disgusting, oh, painful death. It's, it is so awesome looking. It is the awesomest death, like, in 16-bit game. <laughs> At least that's what I wrote down here. It's super sweet. Um, right away, you'll see from the pit, you'll be like, hey, there's grappling hook spots up there, but I can't get there yet. Right. But also, just when you think you've killed him, his skeleton head pops up. Yeah. To attack again? No. It's just like the scare you yeah. last uh, gasp. And I like that too. Yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, so you're stuck there. But if you head all the way to the left where the spike wall was, you'll hear something approaching again. And it's a skeleton that crashes through the wall and lets you through. Yes. And, and another final gasp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it. He's done. And you are free to move on. Yes. And pretty much now is the big... <laughs> Okay, as I was going along, the, you know, you follow that passage, and I'm, you keep seeing there's more and more grapple things. And I'm like, it's got to be here, man. I've been, I've been passing these the whole game so far. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going nuts, and sure enough, it is. You get that grapple beam. Yeah, which for me was like the first where I'm like, all right, this is a massive uh, backtrack. Because at this point, pretty much, you, you'll get to a point where you can't get any farther in Norfair. Right. You'll, there's a big pit of acid that you can't get through. It'll, you know, I, you can try now. I did, and it, you will fail. Yeah, you will die. So give that dream up, and um, then it's time to go. You know, like I said, massive backtrack. You can go explore. Um, you can get the X-ray in Brinstar. This is where I got it. Oh, you right can get away. it right, right from here. Yeah, if you head back, like. Oh, okay. That's that's fairly early in the game to have it. Yeah, which I think is nice. Um, oh yeah, very nice. You know, like uh, it's not like they hide it till. Like in Simon's Quest, where you get the you get the eyeball, I guess that's about halfway through, but you're already so far away from the beginning of the game, it's like, I'm not going back. But here, yeah. Why not? So you go back, you stock up on missiles you missed, maybe grab an E-tank or two, you find that X-ray power-up. 
but you really got to start moving on through the game a little more. Yeah, well, I mean, now there, are, you know, there are some spots you can explore with the grappling beam, but the big, the big one is that you know, from your ship at the very beginning, if you would have headed right, um, you will um, now you can get through all those doors. You can get past the green one, which mm-hmm. was proceed, which you know, I think you need what power bomb to. Get I think through? we 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 missed wherever you get the the power bomb. By the way, I I think it's from Krakomire. Uh, you you can actually pick up a power bomb in the first area, Brinstar. Oh really? I think so. Yeah, maybe. I, I I'm pretty know. sure it's in Brinstar when you go back up to it. Now you may have to have the high jump to get there. Right, maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, but that's where I got my first one, at least. Okay. There are four of them there. Yeah, there's. I mean, they're either way. You need one of them from somewhere. They're all over the place. You can find them, especially if you have the X-ray. Oh yeah, for sure. But going to the right will lead you to some, you know, a little more criteria. You'll start seeing the, like, scaffolding stuff that will lead you to the depowered wrecked ship. Yeah. Possibly the coolest looking part of the game. It's one of my favorites, too. I, I really think it's awesome. Um, you're in this, you know, it's all dark. Well, it's a huge change of pace up. from all the organic and weird, and bubbly, cavey areas you've been in up until now. Yeah. I mean, this is straight up machined, like, you know, metal corridors, hallways, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you'll find uh, there are some ghosts that appear here, coverns, and then these little, like, atomic-looking things mm-hmm. that are inside these glass shields. Either way, there's you're not really anything you can do at first. It's now, all dark. This ship was, I guess, one of the Chozos. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, their statues are in here. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense. Either way, you will, you know, there's nowhere to go because all the doors are gray. You can't get anything. You know, you're fighting these ghosts and you'll eventually come to the boss. Oh, yeah. And what is this boss? Because I called it the alien ghost head. It is, uh, it is Fantoon. That's so much goofier. I wish I would have come up with a name like that. It... <laughs> Fantoom or Fantoon? Uh, Fantoon. Okay. And uh, it's a ghost that taps into the brainwaves of Mother Brain and attacks adventurers with deadly plasma. Not a cartoon phantom. No, but it looks like a ghostly thing. It's got one eye with in, inside a mouth. Uh, it's a, it is pretty, almost Cthulhu-y looking. Yeah. Uh, I wrote crap. Watch out for some sort of flames. He flies around a lot, and he's pretty quick. Uh, he's dropping these blue flames in various uh, patterns. Blue. That's the word. That's the word blue. I wrote. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you want to shoot him in the eye with charged shots, uh, missiles. And you can only hurt him, though, when his eyes open. Yeah. So there is that timing aspect of it. And then here's a little, even though it doesn't help you at all, if you use the x-ray here, you can see him when he's invisible. Nice. Um, Yeah, so I said, uh, my notes are, hit him in the open eye, even though he's a ghost, and repeat this forever. Yeah. um, Because this, this boss fight took a million years. It takes 25 missiles. But if wow. you hit him with a super missile, he goes into he freaks out, he screams, and then does this own. He does these like circular waves of flame. There'll be like six of them in a row. Oh wow! But it only takes five super missiles to kill him. But is it harder to uh, avoid the crazy flames? Um, it's not if you do that charge. Jump, oh, the charge jump, jump through trick. the uh, you just jump through each wave as it comes. Right. I just back and forth doing that and mm. staying invincible, and then as soon as he reappears, you know, pop him once. But right. I mean, I don't think he's is he that tough? Did you have a lot of trouble doing? The, I didn't doing have the any trouble with it. Like I wasn't in in danger of dying. I just felt like I was doing it for literally ever. Right, right. But, I got you. Yeah. You know, after a year or two of fighting the uh, Fantoon, <laughs> you will defeat him. 
and you are rewarded, kind of. I don't think you get anything out of that chamber, but the the rest no. of the place opens up. Yeah, the power's back on. Um, you now those little you have these little orbs that come out and attack you, mm -hmm. as well as you see those awesome. They're called work robots. The, yeah, the two legged super cool. uh, things that you you actually use those as tools, kind of to walk over stuff. Like you knock them over the spikes and mm -hmm. ride them. Pretty it, cool. It's a very awesome aspect of this area in the game. But yeah, so going up here, um, this is how you. Uh, you know, you're going to want to, there's exits to the top left of the ship. You go out there and there's like, kind of, there's more scaffoldings and some rocks. You go inside there to come, to re-enter to get the gravity suit. Yeah, and this is it. Like, once you have that gravity suit, the game becomes a lot easier. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're not taking nearly as much damage. And, I mean, at this point you have a couple hundred health, hopefully. Well, and the pain in the butt before with water is it just narcs Gone. Your, your jump sucks, but now... It's like it's not even there. So wherever that one room was where you're like, oh, I see that missile right across the water. <laughs> now you can go get it, man. Go yeah. get that missile. You can explore it. There's some watery areas under the scaffolds and stuff just outside of here as well as. And we, we didn't mention it before, but you would have discovered a new entrance, a Brinstar entrance that comes out on this side of your ship mm -hmm. as well as another in, an entrance to Meridia on the far side of the wrecked ship. Right, and that's probably your next destination. Yeah, I mean, I mean your next real destination, not backtrack and grab some junk. Yeah, um, at this point, if you're me and you're dumb, I went all the way back to Norfair because I was like, well, now I can get through that water. But you can't jump up there, stupid, because you need space jump, so you mm. just wasted more time. That, mm, yeah. eight, eight and a half hours. So, my, I will, I will, <laughs> uh, <laughs> eight and a half hours. I will, uh, you know, tattle on my son a little bit. And since he's playing it on the Wii U, uh -huh. uh, virtual console, you got save state. You've got oh. you, you can have, you've got one save state, and he he is pretty good about it. He only uses it in the um, save area. Okay, but he does exploit it where he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done all this. I'm just gonna reload real right, quick right. back to there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a lot quicker. Yeah, but he definitely um, exploited that a lot <laughs> where he would be realize he had gone all all the way to a place that was just pointless. Yeah, Man. and then he just reset back to where he was. I mean, a lot of times, one thing with this game is it's so loaded with missiles, or like, even if I backtrack foolishly, I mean, usually we'll find something where I'm like, ah, but I got this, and I might as well just hold on to it. Exactly. Either way, um, you there is another entrance to Meridia that you can use at this time. I did, but I don't know that it's better, but when you go into that glass tube mm. near the entrance to Norfair, you blow that up with a, a power bomb. Yeah, when you breaks. saw way earlier. Yeah, yeah, and then, so you can kind of enter this area from two directions. Well, that's cool. But yeah, so I went through the glass tube, and you're in a you know a sandy and rocky kind of underwater area. There's a, a lot of grapple spots through here. Oh yeah, more than I ever remembered. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you start off in the you know it's mostly rocky and stuff, but then as you progress vertically up into the right, you'll see um, that's where the it's like the sandy areas are, and there's even some areas where you jump up and you get out of water. Right. You know, I was going through, I went through almost the, I explored almost all of Meridia before I finally got to the mini boss, but you can find, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, is that area where you fall down that tube, like there's a big tube that vertically that connects you and you kind of fall down through it, right through parts of the area. But as it's going by, you can see a big old Metroid somewhere in the, in the, you know, the, yeah. the cross section through, it was yeah. like, what is that? Huh? It's hitting towards you. Um, this is another area where you get help from animals. Yes. With those, uh, I, I see them called Tatori, mm -hmm. but they're just like giant sea turtles, kind of. Right. But, I mean, I guess there are different ways to do it, but 
you just stand on one of their backs and it'll you know they'll start spinning around and, it, and you can ride it up to the top where i think you get maybe an e-tank i don't know something there's some, there's some good items up there something you'll love See, I, I didn't do any of that first because uh, I think I kind of went almost straight to that mini boss. Okay, well, he's a pretty easy mini boss. <laughs> yes, the dragon snake. Yes, or Botoon, as he is known in the manual. Is that like a? Is he related to Fantoon? <laughs> Maybe, man. All right, well, part of the Oon family. I do want to point out that this is the best looking snake slash worm creature on Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, this is a, a boss design that we have and will see many times. It's a pretty kind of standard graphical effect and, you know. But something they did, like, I don't know what it was. The way they linked the parts of the ball chain, mm -hmm. they hid it in a way with part of the other sprite that it didn't have that really generic, like, I made a 15 balls look. Right, right. Like, it looked way more fluid than, than that, than, like, the the arm of the spore creature we saw earlier. Right, right. Like, they look like they're from different games. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that one is the classic Super Nintendo, oh, I'm moving around look, the balls. Yeah. But this guy, this dragon snake, I, I was just blown away at how fluid and seamless the links in it were. Yeah, it looks good, man. Um, But, I mean, as he... But that's about it. He's looking good swimming around. He spits some acid balls. And as you damage him, he speeds up and eventually stops shooting acid balls. Well, and it's really just a, a game of whack-a-mole. Yeah, yeah, he's coming in and out of holes in the background as well. Yeah, and it's pretty darn easy. Yeah, I I didn't really, I killed him the first time I got there. I think it takes 10 charge shots or 10 super missiles to kill him. That's nothing. Yeah, not hard. Not hard at all. Nothing for me. But as you said, you want to explore this whole area because, you know, he's just the mini boss. Yeah, yeah, and um, this is where I also ran into... I got stuck at a point where, with the quicksand, where I kept trying to do that charge rush thing, and it yeah. drained all my life. So On the far right hand of the of the area. I was numbskulling because I thought there was no way to get past there. You can't just super run, but you can. Yeah. And, I mean, right there, there's an energy tank, which was teasing me the whole time. So, finally, you know, you can get that and some other stuff, which is, you know, this is the screen that leads you to the chunk of the level that leads you to the boss. Right. You get past all of the quicksand, then you go down. Yeah, there will be a, a missile and energy recharge together, which is usually a hint that you're in some trouble. Right. And boom, there it is. The weirdest looking boss of this game. <laughs> Dragon, big weird. Okay, I actually said alien, quote, dragon, end quote. Okay, yeah, it's like a crustacean dragon thing. Like, it's a big green. It's got some, uh, you know, some little... Well, I mean, everything about this thing is creepy and weird. It's got kind of like a lobsterish tail without the the flanges sticking out the big fins right it's got like face hugger yeah, arms spider-ish legs but that's around its belly yeah it's a big yellow belly and uh you know it's a weird almost whale looking head it's oh god it's disgusting it is a gross boss and um possibly the hardest one i think um yes yes indeed it swoops it shoots it grabs you if it grabs you oh man that's the worst. Like, okay, it shoots these little globs of goo that if they hit you, you're kind of, you're, you're it, um, not really paralyzed, but you, it, it restricts you. And then he can, or it can pick you up and start stabbing you with his tail mm. for a ton of damage. A ton. And you have to, I guess if you wiggle, you can get out, but I couldn't reliably. Right. I was always taking a lot of damage. Yes. Agreed. Uh, and it's only weak spot is the belly. Yeah. Um, there are also four turrets lining the room if that wasn't better, but you can destroy those. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, you want to shoot him in the belly, he takes 20 super missiles or 60 missiles. Yeah, when I said that other battle seemed like it took forever, this one seemed like extra forever because not only did it take a long time, I was also on the brink of dying. Right. Whereas there wasn't that much danger in that <laughs> in that other battle. This one, there's a lot of danger. Well, you also, like, there's a way you can kind of trick him by when he's coming in with, you know, and shooting goo you can shoot a, a power bomb will destroy all the goo mm-hmm. so and then after that he'll kind of stop and depending on how close you are to him you can just pump him full of missiles but it takes a couple times if even if you get that right working perfectly well oh well if you do destroy him there is a secret way to beat him super easily oh wait what is this crap i, I didn't know I, I didn't know this either until <laughs> i found out um if he grabs you while you're okay you blow up the turrets right uh-huh. you can grapple there and if he grabs you, it electrocutes him to death immediately. That is awesome. Like, it'll just sit there and shock him until he dies. I know, isn't it? I, I'm... This game has so many cool-ass <laughs> things in it. I was so disappointed with myself that I didn't do it, because I was like, man, that's really cool. I wish I wasn't such a numbnuts. I think I might, like, tell my son about this. But you, well, otherwise, I think it's the most frustrating boss in the game. I mean, mainly because I just want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff, anyhow. That is awesome. And when you defeat him... Not only do you have that, you know, that glow of just devastating a horribly badass boss, but you are rewarded with the space jump. Yes, and now pretty much all doors are unlocked to you. Like in this game, you can go fly, jumping pretty much anywhere. This is the time for the, one of your big backtracks. Be like, there's, I can get everywhere. Yeah, you want to do a full loop now. Pretty much. Um, and make sure that before you leave Meridia, you get the plasma shot and the spring ball. Because I forgot the spring ball and had to come back and was very disappointed in myself. I bet. And those are both awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. The thing is, I always felt like the spring ball was way earlier in the game. That really threw me off. I, I wish it was. I kept looking for it <laughs> and thinking I'd be getting it. And you, it's it's at the, it's at the end. You really... Yeah. Like in my mind, I thought it was like, well, you don't have to learn how to bomb jump in this one because of that space, the, the jumping ball. Yeah. Except for you don't get it till after you've needed to bomb yeah. jump a couple times. Yeah. I mean, it does make certain areas. I'm like, I'm sure you can bomb jump your way there, but they're way easier with this, like certain, right. some missile areas and stuff. Well, once you've picked up those things down here in Meridia and you've backtracked all over the world, there's really no more power ups or suit upgrades to get. Would you say, Nick? Uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, it's time to finish your business down in Norfair. Right, because you may have uh, defeated Craid, but his partner in crime is still waiting. That's right. Ridley's still out there. Ridley is out there, and, and j- you've got to take it down. He's hiding in Norfair, as, as, as is tradition. So now it's Ridley round two, this time with a lot more lava. And this is the, that lava, man, did it get me? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, so you go back to the area you couldn't get through and jump. You know, now you can space jump up and protect yourself from the, the lava damage, but you get up to another elevator that takes you down to an even deeper part of Norfair. Yes. And um, yeah, you get some cool foreboding music. Um, the music is amazing, and it's really cool how they will change it up for you just as you're about to enter you know, a boss lair yeah. or in a place like that. And I mean, you're exploring around and this is where you'll see, uh, you fight that, you know, the, the golden Torizo. Yes. Oh man. I forgot. That's before you get to Ridley, the golden statue. And if you thought that first statue was a pushover, you are sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Cause this guy has about five more moves. And he's awesome, man. Cause I love that if you shoot him with super missiles, he'll catch him. 
yes. and throw him back. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah, this guy is the ultimate badass. He's immune to normal missiles. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much need to just hit him with the uh, uh, charged plasma shots. Yeah, and he also throws little bombs at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he shoots, like, uh, his own little beam. So, I mean, this guy's got so much going on. He's got moves, man. Um, you I would best usually watch it. try to space jump around while yeah. charging so that I'm invincible. And then when I could, I'd just drop and shoot him and, you know, repeat. Rinse and repeat. But yeah. once you do, you get, uh, and that's where you get screw attack, right? Okay, so I was wrong. There was one more super upgrade to get, and that was, yes, the screw attack. Yes. You do get it after defeating this golden Chozo statue. Yes, and... Uh... We, now you're even more powered. Like you're cooking with gas, man. You can go anywhere you want. You can spin jump through anything. You don't. You are to... not a spacer anymore. <laughs> you sad little boy. You can you can just opt to skip through almost any enemies, and I I would a lot at this point. So right. I mean, it replaced my previous method of just freezing them and running. Right. Right. But yeah. So there's nothing standing between you and the boss of Norfair, Ridley. And as I said a few moments ago. With a lot more lava. Oh, yes. Um, he's in a little, you know, it's a couple screens high. It's a tall, vertical kind of room, but you're down at the bottom on a platform with two, um, you know, gaps on the left and right that you can fall down into the lava. Or is yes. it acid? I, I don't know. It's what? acid because it hurts you. Your right. suit makes you immune from lava, but, you know, it looks like lava. Blah, blah, blah. Either way, Ridley, round two, he has a little bit more going on. That tail is going to come into action a lot more now. Yeah, he's got like a tail swipe. He does a tail pogo kind of thing. He blocks you with his tail. Yeah, and he, he charges around. Um, you're again, you know, he's shooting fire and stuff. You, you want to shoot him in the mouth, or I mm -hmm. guess anywhere. Um, I made a note of that later after I beat it, where he's like, no, you don't have to shoot him in the mouth. I was like, oh. Yeah, you can just shoot him. But he will block your fire with that tail if you're at the wrong angle. Right. So, I mean, I know with this battle, um, I didn't really have much trouble, but I blasted through all my super missiles and then was just pumping away when, you know, I was holding that R trigger yeah. and just, you know, firing away because he, I wasn't able to really uh, outthink him. No, it's very confined, you know, the area you're in versus how much movement he has. And mm -hmm. so I was in the same boat. Like, I knew I was going to be able to, you know, refill at a station anywhere I wanted. So just go crazy at this point. Yeah, and hopefully, um, you know, he's very mobile. Um, I guess power bombs actually hurt him. Hmm. I didn't know that because I, I never tried to use them on bosses, really. No, they, they just too much time. I don't want to try to get into a ball. Right, I'm right. avoiding that one particular boss. But yeah, this guy's, you're looking at 30 missiles, 180 missiles, or 20 charge shots. Charge, charge plasma shots. shots charge or... seems to be the way to go then. For a lot of bosses, yeah. Um, I didn't think it was as strong as uh, Super Missiles, but, I mean, I guess with the exception of Fantoon, because he does... I would things. say here, I would definitely try to use those charge shots then. If it's only 20, for sure. Yeah, so do that, guys. Now... It's an order. It is an order. An order that hopefully you obey and you get to destroy the last super boss minion yeah. of Mother Brain. Head through that little door and you will find the Metroid container, but it's broken. Dun, dun, dun. And no power-ups. Well, there was an E-tank in there. Okay. It's like under the door. Right, yeah, I mean, but no, nothing yeah. nothing new. Usually no. when you be, defeat a boss, you get something crazy. Yeah, you're fully armed, though, uh, so... You are, and if you recall, there was that room we talked about a little while ago. Yes, with the statue yes. of all four bosses. Now, if you, you can check back on that any time, and you will see that each of them has a different colored gem in their eyes, and it will have the light will have went out. 
when you have defeated that boss. Yes. So you return now after defeating all four bosses, and what do you find? Well, since all of the lights are now out, they kind of uh, shatter, and then the statue starts to sink into the ground, destroying some blocks and revealing a passage down to the new version of Torian. Mm. The final area in the previous and this Metroid. Yes. And... It's very old school looking. Looks just like the old one at the beginning. You know, I love all, it. It's all black and whitish, kind of. Um, yeah. Now here's the thing. Before you go down here, you're gonna to want to make sure you have at least a hundred missiles. Oh yeah. You're gonna want, you know, a, a couple hundred, if not a thousand, energy, because this is where you really encounter the Metroids. Oh yeah. Um, you're gonna. This is, you know, if do you don't all know, your backtracking by now. <laughs> if you don't know what a Metroid is. You know, this is where you'll find out. Yeah. The... It is a life-sucking creature that attaches itself to your head and shoulders and just drains the energy from you. Yeah, and the only way to get them off that I could find was to go back through a door. Once There's they, once probably a better them. way. I think there is, but I was, whenever I would panic and stuff, and I mean, if you take it slow, you can freeze them before they get to you. And that is the key factor. You want to freeze these suckers. You can freeze them and then missile them or super missile them. Yeah, it takes and that will five kill them. missiles. But yeah, yeah, and that's the way I did it. Just slowly, but, you know, slowly, steadily making it through one by one, like, mm -hmm. because I don't want to have to, you know, deal and with all that life damage. This area is pretty linear. Oh, it's very, yeah, it's, uh, you know you're in the at the end now. Um, because you're going to go through, and then you do fight another Chozo statue. So yeah, after you beat him, um, then... You no, know, he is not as hard as the, the last one you fought. No, the gold one's the toughest. Uh, yes. This guy's a nice little break. <laughs> yeah. But you beat him, and then the next room is, well, you you come in, and it's very sandy, and you can see what appear to be, like, sandy, dusty statues of enemies. That will, you know, just dissipate as you touch them. And uh, then you'll see one of those side hoppers coming into the screen. Yeah. And a giant Metroid comes and starts sucking it dry. Right. Which is a pretty awesome. Uh, it's, a, it's huge. Yeah. And it's the one, I believe, that you see in the pipe because it's so big. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, yeah, but it starts draining. Yeah, it, it is the one in the pipe. You know, because the other well, ones aren't as big, right? But Yes, because story-wise it is. Yeah, and I, this is where I was really... For me, I realized I didn't think about it before when I played this uh, as a youth, but, you know, it's called Super Metroid to me. I was like, yeah, it's Metroid on Super Nintendo, but this is the Super Metroid. Now, how is it fighting the Super Metroid, Nick? Well, it's impossible because you can avoid it, kind of, but it eventually will just... It'll latch onto you and start draining you dry, no matter how much life you have. Oh, and then the game's over, right? You might think it is, but don't don't reset it just yet because at the last second the Metroid stops, screeches at you a bit, and leaves. How odd! It's mm. almost as if this Metroid might know you. Mm, it loves you. Um, but luckily, right after this room, there is a refill station. Yeah, because it stops at like one life, right? <laughs> so. And there are no enemies in the in the shaft leading yes. up to it. So praise them, the there designers. Is, go right in there, fill. Fill up to your heart's content. Yeah, energy and missiles and a save point. So this yes. was where I kept trying. I, right after the Metroid, I was like, I'm going to see if I can get that uh, super power-up crystal smash thing to work. But no. To no avail. Now, after you have filled up, I think you know what's about to happen. Yes. You've got just another one long corridor and one more shaft. And then you're in a very familiar room. Yeah, you're going to see those guys shooting the, the rings out. Um, just like the previous Metroid, you got Zebatites blocking the walls that you have to blast with like a million missiles. Yeah, Lord, this part is when 
it's really a great flashback to the first Metroid and how many <laughs> billions of missiles you're just going to be wasting shooting at things around you. You will not regret getting any extra missiles at this point, as well as uh, energy tanks. If you don't have them all, like, uh, you know, because anytime you fall or get knocked off, you know, there's acid along the ground. Oh, yeah. And you'll eventually fight your way to the left where you'll see, you know, Mother Brain in her tank again. And you start. Oh, gee, Mother Ooh. Brain. Just looks almost identical but beefed up to the old NES yeah. one. Same same giant spiky brain with tubes going in and out and, yes. and not, the glass shield. Not the uh, Captain N mother brain. <laughs> no. Lord, please. She's like, ah, she's not sassy at all. No. Um, but you can be sassy by blasting it with missiles. I think it only takes like six missiles. You'll start seeing the glass cracking. Now, the hard part is, is that you really don't have any room in front of Mother Brain. No, you, you're you on this one ultra tiny platform and they are just hammering you with those Fruit Loop. And, uh, yeah. And you might think you can stand on that ledge right outside the glass, but you cannot. No. So don't waste your time there. Really, it's all about avoiding those Fruit Loopy beams just by jumping up and down and doing a little bit of squirreliness and just trying to get as many missiles into the brain as you can. Yeah. You will destroy its glass case. And then you will hit it a few times. Yeah, then you have to hit it 30 times. 30 times. So just rapid fire that stuff, man. Like, that's what I did. I would just almost not even try and dodge the things. and just, I got eight or nine missiles off before I got knocked into the lava. <laughs> like, right. But you do. Um, and eventually, once, uh, you know, Mother Brain has taken her 30 missiles uh, of damage, uh, you will start to see, you know, the destruct sequence. The the, the pillar starts to degrade underneath the, mm -hmm. the capsule, revealing... A giant, gross uh, mecha body. The grossest. So the brain kind of dies a little bit. Yeah. It goes gray. Yeah. For a second. For a second until it's joined to this disgusting, and I mean <laughs> disgusting creature. It's like a robo-zombie almost, you know? Mixed like... with a T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, I can it see. It has the wrong proportions of a T-Rex, but just enough humanoid characteristics to make you confused. Yeah, you'd think with a brain that size it would be able to figure out a more... Uh... A better looking body, but you know, I'm even Krang's body looks, eh, whatever. Yeah, Anyhow, my so. note is that it is one of the grossest final bosses <laughs> ever. It is, and so it becomes the head of a T Rex long necked monstrosity, and it mainly just shoots a bunch of crap at you, though. Yeah, he shoots rings and blah blah blah. Uh, I found actually, this to be much easier than the brain itself. Um, I yes, uh, the I think Mother Brain's one of the easier bosses actually for the most well, part. I I will disagree with you about just Mother Brain, but as this well, weird T-Rex thing, yeah, that's then yeah. it's this cake. I pretty much just stood in the corner with holding R to angle up and just blasting away. And you now, know, you do have to shoot the head slash brain to do damage. And it's pretty rewarding because when you hit it, the head flies back. Mm -hmm. And it does throw some bombs at you. Oh, yeah, bombs. And it, uh, it fires like beams from its hands that are pretty intense. Yeah. And but... Then... If you, uh, you know, you do a certain amount of damage and then eventually once you get below 100 HP, it'll start using what I call the plot laser, which is like that <laughs> yeah. rainbow beam that the picks rainbow you blast. up. <laughs> it kind of, you know, and you, it'll pick you up and start damaging you and you... Not only damaging you, it just drains all of your energy and your weapons. Yeah, yeah. So and you, so you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm screwed. This game hates me. But then to and the rescue, does. Super Metroid. Dun, dun, dun comes back in screeching lands on the giant head of the giant mother brain and starts draining it crazy mother brain is thrashing around and the uh, the metroid uh, eventually you know it, it changes color grays out drops mm -hmm. her and then flies over to you and starts healing you yeah i mean dude 
what an awesome, awesome little turnaround. Like yeah. the first time I ever played this game, it really did blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. And so you're you're healing up, but then you'll soon see. So Mother Brain starts to um, recover her color, I guess, and you know regenerate and stands up, and then blasts uh, the Super Metroid to death. Ah, oh, your buddy. It's really made me sad, man. I was like, no. Oh. After all we've been through. After I saw you in the background of that one place and you saved my life. But now, apparently, it transmitted um, something to you because well, you have... Well, the, the uh, energy beam that the super mother brain used... Right, yeah. ...was transferred from it to you. And now you have the hyper beam. Yeah, which is rainbow colored just like the, the beam that uh, mother brain used. And you have infinite ammo. And you just tear it up. Yeah, you, again, just stand there. I, I just stood there, angled up, and just blasted her in the head. Barely moves out of uh, focus, and it's really I mean, it's, it's even this, easier than the previous one, I thought. I, I don't think there's supposed to be much challenge here. Right. It's all about you feeling like a total badass and owning the moment. Yeah, and uh, so you destroy Mother Brain, and now it's another escape sequence. Yes, Mother Brain really dies this time, but now you have three minutes to escape. Yeah, and, and by escape I mean the planet. You got to get back to your ship. Unfortunately, um, you're pretty much corralled to a new part of Torian, where you're, you know, there's a, a couple like lava room fills up, mm -hmm. and you got to jump up there. You have space jumps; shouldn't be too tough. But this, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Three minutes sounds like a lot of time, but it is not. I try I mean, to get back to the ship. I mean, I think I made it in about a minute and a half. Yeah, but I mean that's because I was on it. Like if you had screwed up or couldn't remember. You know where you were going. Well, what I mean, eventually, basically, this area of Torium will connect to the previous, the little chunk of Brinstar that right. look, you're, you know, and you, you can go back up the original Torian chap, uh, sh shaft. Mm -hmm. But uh, on the way, before you get to the ship, though, there's a little tunnel you can take to this room that had nothing in it before and never has. But that's where you will find the animals. There's that little bird and those three monkey men. Yeah, you can blow up in this wall, and they run out. And then if you go back to your ship, after the ending starts, you can save them. And you'll see a little ship come off. To what? This. It's like a little, it, yeah. I, I forgot. I knew there was a way to do it. And I thought it was just time-based. But then when I was looking back through it, I was like, oh, yeah. There's a room you can find and just let them out. Like, it'll cost you like an extra 10 or 15 seconds on the escape Oh, thing. man. That is awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, actually, like, I, I was going to have that conversation with you. I was like, isn't that kind of sad that all those things that helped you died? Yeah. But, but I, you you could have saved them. Or I, I could have, I, I guess. I, I didn't either. I actually, even though I didn't know this at the time when I was playing, I, I forgot that. But I just wanted to point that out for posterity. But, yeah, so you can save those little animals, which is very nice of you to do. But either way, you get back to your ship and escape. And, man, what a what a great escape that is. Zeeb's explodes in a really wonderful 16-bit explosion yeah it's a good looking planetary explosion samus's ship does it have a name it not does. that i know of. I'm, I'm sure it sure. does but but the ship just barely makes it out of the explosion spins out looks so cool <laughs> zooms off into space then mm -hmm. really depending on uh in, in metroid fashion depending on your I, I don't know if it's your completion rate or the time or both but it's you, both yeah so if you get a hundred percent completion or under two hours, you get the special ending. Okay. Which is a little problematic as time goes on. Is because the bikini? special ending is yeah. <laughs> you're not wearing any of your suit. Yeah. You're in kind of a bathing suit. Which, now, I mean, again, throwback to Metroid 1. If you beat it, you got to just run around in space bikini. And granted, if you've watched Samus die in this game, 
you've seen her in less. Yeah, yeah. So either I, way, I just got the open helmet with the sunglasses ending. So. Well, and you get um, <laughs> a nice little James Bond shot where she oh, looks yeah, at the yeah. screen and then fires, and then you get a see you next mission, uh, and then you get your rate for collecting items is blank percent. Yeah, and you I, get a percentage. I got seventy six. I got in the 80s, but again... Spirit of 76. And then, um, yeah, depending on w- how quickly you beat it, you got a slightly different ending it, which shows her either just taking off the helmet or taking off the suit. Yeah. The end. Well, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review segment. And as always, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System across four categories, with each category having a possible score from 0 to 5. Starting with... Graphics and Sound. Um, I gave this a 5.0. That didn't make me feel bad. I gave it a (laughs) 4.5. I thought about it. I said, is this the best of the Super Nintendo? It's, it's, it's got a lot to offer. Now, the only reason I did not give it a 5 is that some of the sound effects are a little annoying to me. What, the voiceover? No, not the voice. I kind of love the voiceover. The galaxy is at peace. There is just a few things that are a little shrill. I was like, yeah, I, it didn't bother me, but I can see where there's a lot of squeal and squeaky, like... Yeah. Like the Metroid sound, like mm-hmm. scree stuff. I just, I think but, you got really good looking sprites, uh, which are pretty varied. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I mean, the game is... Well, it's not hyper-colorful, all the areas have just enough variation of various types of shades, you know, and all the... Much like the music, even the tones used are very, like, mood-setting and, you know, for, like, kind of an ambient feel to all the different um, areas of the game. Right. I mean, a lot of these areas don't really have music as much as background effects. Yeah. Or mood music. Which is like, uh, you know... That's one of the things I loved about the first Metroid, and they, they got it in spades here. The, the music genuinely gives a creepy atmosphere to certain areas, mm-hmm. or you know, makes you feel out of place. Yeah. And the animations are so fluid in this; they are beautiful. Yeah, all the like I said, um, and not just uh, Samus, but you know, a lot of the, the bosses and stuff. Even if you don't fight them that much, they they have enough animation to look like you know they're not just part of the background. Well. Next category is play control, and I gave it a 4.0. Okay, I gave it a 5.0. Okay. I, I really liked almost everything in this game. Like, you have a directional shooting, which a lot of games hold off. Uh, yes. The crouch is a little weird that you toggle through. So, this is why it did not get the 5.0 for me. It is the crouch and the wall jump. Okay, well. Now, neither of them are, you know, essential parts of, like, combat or getting around. It's not like... There were times where I was like, oh, I was crouching wrong and I died. Mm-hmm. And there was never a point where I was like, oh, I just, I tried to wall jump and I fell into some lava. They're more gripes, annoyances, I'd say. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I it, I feel like the jump takes getting used to. It's it's the one of the floatiest jumps that I'm normally not a fan of. <laughs> and the bomb jump. It's kind of, it can be hard to master. I see. I, and as somebody who's like allergic to bomb jumping, um, if I was able to do it like the one time it was really required here, um... I think um, all the secret moves you get, you get the ball stuff, all these secret like charge stuff. You have a lot of movement based power ups. Like, no, I, just, I, I totally agree. To me, I'm like, man, they put so much, uh, so many things you can do in your hands that uh, True. I really liked. And almost all of the movement is so smooth and so fluid. 
you know, you really do have granular control of every aspect of your movement and jump when you want it. Yes. It is quite nice. All right, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? Um, I gave it a 3.0. So we were almost on the same page with one. <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Um, I said it can be very hard if you don't have enough ammo or health. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's, you can almost always backtrack and find more. Yeah. it's uh, th- there's The volume of power-ups is so high that, you know, it's almost like grinding in an RPG where it's like, go back around, you'll find something, and then try again, and you'll probably, maybe you'll be able to do it now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can see the 3.0. To me, it's really, it's as hard as you want it to be. Yeah. I mean... um, For me, the hardest parts of these games were certain... There there were platforming sections where, you know, your jump can be kind of weird, but since you don't have instant death pits and uh, other things, you know, it's it's more frustrating. We just have to do it again. Right. It's all about frustration, not about impossibility. And, I mean, the the only boss I think that's really, truly tough, you can just electrocute him to death. So, uh, you know, that's... Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, they they were pretty generous with save points and... uh, you know, like we said, there's so many power-ups that you can make it through, especially once you get the x-ray. Then it's just, you know, it's on you, man. All right, Nick. The final category is theme and fun. And I think we may uh, be on the same page here. All right. I gave this game a 5.0. Me too. Excellent. This is uh, one of my favorite games. Uh, maybe the best game we've played on our podcast. Uh, it's so, like, it's the only game I think that rivals Zelda 1 for me. Okay. Because I'm like, it, they strum the same string, kind of, where I'm, there's it, enough of an action core with explore, yeah, exploration outside. Yeah, we are both suckers you know? for a good exploration game. And this does have that in spades. I mean, I simply wrote, this game just feels right. It is a joy, plain and simple. There is not more to it. It's Every part of this game just feels fresh and fun. Well, and so well engineered that, you know, they... The level design really guides you into certain directions, you know, without you realizing it. Like, you know, I would keep thinking I'm being sneaky and I would find out I'm just going to the next place where I was like, oh, what? <laughs> you got me, man. Like, it's uh, it's it's so much fun to explore. Like, I did a lot of backtracking, but didn't mind because I was having fun just running around shooting guys. You know? Yeah. I mean, if there is a game to go back to, this is the one that really holds up. Yeah. I, I mean, this is definitely in the top... Ooh, three like for a contender for best super nintendo game i think you know oh yeah uh, it's, it's there there's a reason this is in the top 10 games of all time agreed well nick i think everyone out there knows the answer to this question yes i think should you play this game you you should man this is a game they should make you play in school I, you know i don't think i could argue with that you know if you got to read call of the wild or some other bs come on zbs let's get there let's figure this out <laughs> zbs you know what? If it was taught in school, maybe there would be a, a standard pronunciation for this planet's name. Yeah, this game is a seminal achievement in the history of gaming. It is the beginning branch of so many games you play now. You really owe it to yourself to see where so many things came from and really realize that this original game is still a joy to play. Next week's game is Mickey's Castle of Illusion for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. So find a copy of this game any way you can, friends. Grab your controllers and play along. 
And remember, folks, uh, if there's anything big we missed or stuff we got wrong, let us know at cartridgecamail at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you in the future. And it's time for the oldest of podcasting traditions. So please like us on Facebook. Tweet at us at the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, whatever podcasting app you own, bought, stole, borrowed, downloaded, whatever. We don't judge. Now, please share the love. Tell a friend to listen. Talk about these games together. Play these games. Yeah, make your kids listen. Well, good luck with that. Play us in school. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Play this at school and make your students play Super Metroid. But, you know, it's those fine folks to give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Yes. Because it is our patrons, those cartridge commandos, that give us their hard-earned cash. Go tell it on the mountain. They make this show possible. It's because of their support that this show exists and that, you know, Nick and I get to have this great time chatting up these old games. Yeah. And, as always, cartridge commandos... Game on! <laughs> What's going on over there? I was covering up my breathing. Oh. I don't know. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just looking up. Man. All right. I have to do this again now. Mm.